AM790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. What a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Now going into evening, I suppose, but what wonderful weather. And I hear the weather is going to be even better as we look to the weekend, because there's another water fire happening this Saturday on August 15th. It's sponsored by Amica and Nortec. There's going to be all sorts of fish on the river and wonderful things to do. You know, see your favorite characters in Memorial Park and everything else. But even as we're setting up and preparing, for this weekend's lighting, I'm still getting such incredible feedback from our lighting that we had on August 1st, which again was for Rhode Island defeats hepatitis C. And uh, there was so much good work that was done that day. There was a resource fair, people getting tested, and we had a lot of wonderful groups that were participating with us. And that is why I'm very excited to have on the show with me today um, AARP. I've got John Martin, uh, with AARP, he's a Rhode Island Associate Director, and Kathleen Connell, uh, Rhode Island State Director. And we're going to talk a little bit not only about the experience that they had at Waterfire, but also the incredible work that AARP is doing um, and advocating for here in Rhode Island, and not only in Rhode Island, but nationwide. But I want to welcome you to the show. Hello, John. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so nice. And we had a great experience at our first water fire. It was really terrific. We're going to talk a little (laughs) bit about that in a second. And I want to say hello, Kathleen. How are you doing? Bronwyn. It's a delight to be here. And we were really excited to have a part in a water fire. Well, and you played a very important part. And we were talking about this before we were on air, was that hepatitis C, um, you know, it's really a baby boomer generation virus and disease that's out there. And so bringing attention to um, baby boomers about getting tested and people I I would think are part of uh, the AARP, and tell me if I'm saying the right word, constituency. Uh, is that right, the right word, John? Or, membership, or constituency, membership. or or in a more broad way, 50-plus Rhode Island. Yeah, so I, I think bringing that information to them and having you on site to be able to talk to all of our event attendees was really quite amazing. So what did you experience, John? Well, talk we did. You know, people really engage at this event. and I think it's because it's such a... Uh, robust experience you know it's a treat to the senses but it's also about the people and this diverse culture that is attracted to water fire so we we met all kinds of people young and old many members many a number of people who joined on the spot nice a lot of people who were interested in uh, a current effort that we have that we're going to talk about a little bit later uh, in preventing identity theft and consumer fraud mm-hmm. um, and we had a beautiful beautiful night. And you were right next to Rose Weaver performing up on that stage. Uh, She is a natural resource. She's incredible. And I'm so glad Rosie's back home. And her story is is so moving. And to see her as vibrant and in, in, you know, just so entertaining, it it was really uplifting. It was terrific. You were in a good spot. We were in a great spot. (laughs) It was a little windy there earlier. I, I, I know you pay a lot of attention to the weather. The last thing we expected was 
sort of a Manhattan effect wind that comes up Steeple Street. It's funny. A lot of people don't expect that. And then it usually dies down yeah. after sunset. But Steeple Street or, you know, where we've done the ballroom, which is right downtown in that Turk's Head Plaza mm-hmm. area. Yeah, it's like a wind tunnel. You've got to batten down the hatches yeah. and and really just... I hope you don't fly away, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, it was refreshing, and I have to tell you, our volunteers who helped out that night had what they said was one of the the most enjoyable volunteer experiences they've had with us before. So I hope we're back, and I know those volunteers are telling others in our organization what a a good time that they had. Well, that's really nice to hear, and and so again, glad that you were there for that fire. But I really want to talk about something amazing happened with AARP um, on Smith Hill at the State House. Kathleen, do you want to talk a little bit about that? This all happened today. Uh, Oh, yes. This morning was a big day for us. Uh, The governor signed the CARE Act, um, which, in effect, will help caregivers um, as um, patients are discharged from hospitals, nursing home facilities, and the like. Um, It requires that uh, the person being discharged and the person who will be giving the care be evaluated and that the caregiver be given appropriate and in-depth instruction if needed on what has to be done for this particular person. What it's designed to do is prevent what we knew happened too often where people were discharged or transferred. And um, typically it would happen on Friday mm-hmm. and the uh, public nurse or the visiting nurse or somebody come in on Monday. In the meantime, things went wrong because things always go wrong on Saturdays and Sundays. Of course. <laughs> and so the visits to the emergency rooms um, would clog the emergency rooms, run up the tab, mm-hmm. and not produce the results you want. So this is going to be an important step to a smoother, more effective healthcare system. Well, and I would imagine just um, knowing in my own family that, one, just even having um, home health aides is extremely expensive. And a lot of um, family members even take, help to take care of people in my family who are aging. And I would imagine that's a very big story just in general around Rhode Island because of the cost of taking care of somebody as they get older. Cost is a consideration. The anxiety is there regardless. And one of the things that the CARE Act does is help reduce some of that anxiety through um, better education, better preparation for assuming the role as a a caregiver. But you have stories. Everyone has a caregiver story. It never fails that when we have these conversations that people talk about their own personal experiences in, in their families, and to some degree or another, nearly all of us become caregivers or require care, that's just the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. And we've not done the best job in the past of supporting caregivers. I think that as the population as a whole has aged, we're understanding how important this is and that we do devote the resources and the attention that uh, is only going to be more uh, a part of our lives. Yeah, and I can imagine, you know, we'll go back to the word baby boomers, but that's it. We're we're in a baby boomer age and people are getting older and how are we going to take care of them? So with this new act, you're saying that it's going to be a little bit more streamlined or more informative so that we're not left so in the dark. This is going to be a piece of the puzzle. It's going to make it easy. It's going to make it better for the patients and it's going to make it easier for the caregivers. 
We know and we have research to show that the value of the services provided by family members, um, uh, friends, sometimes neighbors, there's all different um, configurations of how caregiving is delivered, Mm -hmm. um, saves or prevents the incurring of billions of dollars in costs. I would imagine to, because it takes a community, doesn't it, to just keep somebody going. That's why, you know, I I love, um, I feel that somehow what Water Fire does and how our community takes care of each other from all the volunteers that are on the river to everybody who comes down and takes part in Water Fires, it's similar. I mean, what you're doing is you're going out really trying to make the community a better place and an easier place for people to to live and, and, and to navigate and work and play. And thank you so much for that, that work that you're doing. Oh, well, it's all part of that community package, and that is so important. One of the things that happens with AARP, which has been around for a long time now, um, people are well aware that it's a powerful advocacy organization and has long supported Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. But there's less awareness of the presence of AARP in communities, and we think that's our real focus going forward. So when something like water fire crosses our path, mm-hmm. and it's crossing paths with hep C and a, a major social problem like that, we really like and do engage and hopefully um, contribute significantly um, to addressing whatever it is to make the community a better place. And that includes the kinds of things that make life rich. It can't just be about paying for the aspirin or whatever. Yeah, it's got to be about something that infuses, I, I guess, and inspires one's soul. Exactly. And I know that AARP has got a wonderful Facebook page because you're doing incredible things in the community, you know, beyond. And, John, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, before we leave caregiving, yes. uh, we um, had a report that came out uh, about two months ago that uh, is called Valuing the Invaluable, and it actually put dollar figures on caregiving in Rhode Island. I think you'll be astounded. In 2013, Rhode, Island, Rhode Islanders provided 124 million hours of care to family members, an estimated $1.78 billion in caregiver services. Wow. So it's, and uh, nationally, the if you take that number and, and calculate it nationally, that caregiving value is equal to the total of the four highest corporations annual profits in the United States. I think we need to call up those corporations. (laughs) Maybe they could help out, but it goes back to what I said a moment ago. Everyone has a story, so it doesn't surprise you that the numbers, and if you calculate it on an hourly basis in terms of the value of that care, it is an enormous part of our economy. And so it's happening. If we can make it happen with a little bit more support, with a little bit more preparation, and a little bit more confidence, we've done a big, big thing, and we're very proud of that. And, and then, again, I think people need to know and need to not only go to your website but go to your Facebook page to see all of the different things that you are doing and we can talk about in the community. Um, I absolutely love when I was talking to you, John, on the phone, uh, just about, in general, some of the initiatives and, and work that you're doing, the fraud um, watch essentially. C- can you explain what that is? Because I think this is so crucial for people out there to hear. Um. Well, it, 
if we go back to numbers again, that's pretty astounding in terms of the toll that uh, identity theft and consumer fraud is taking on the country. So AARP, you know, aware that older population is particularly susceptible, although we all are, um, created the Fraud Watch Network. Um, it's an education and resource initiative that includes Fraud Watch Alerts, which is a free service for members, non-members. It's free for everyone. You can sign up. And you'll get uh, an email or a notification on your phone of a new active scam mm-hmm. or some information just to kind of keep you, keep that top of mind in terms of ways you can prevent, you know, better passwords and being, um, you know, more aware of, of the ways that the con artists operate. Part of this was AARP commissioning um, the uh, former con artists who put together our con artist playbook, and they outline really how the cons work. Mm-hmm. And it's been very helpful. It's been enlightening to find out that it's it's really about raising people's sort of emotional state where they make irrational decisions, and, and, and they do this in a number of ways. Some of them are obvious to us that get-rich-quick scheme, yep. which is sometimes based on scarcity. You know the old thing about we're paving driveways, but we're, we're only in town for one day. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a scarce opportunity to get this low price. Uh, they take your money and they never come back. Um, it's interesting. One of the things that is common for the con artist is to use this, this authority when you get the call. I'm calling... I'm a regional vice president of a lending company, and I have an opportunity for you to, or, they, you know, they, they use a corporate name. And one of the biggest scams out there now is this Microsoft, Microsoft help desk scam. I got the call two nights ago. Wait, what is, all right, what is oh, it? Oh, we've exactly? detected a problem with your computer, and eventually um, you're asked to download a fix, mm-hmm. and then you have problems with your computer that you end up paying to have removed. And in the process, they will capture your credit card information. Okay, this is going to sound funny, but my dad bought me a Surface Pro for my birthday, and I got a notification about my Microsoft, and they were asking me, and it was funny, I immediately like went on to a chat, and they were telling me that I would have to sign up for this program, and it was going to cost me money, and I just got frustrated and went, no, and just like said, I'll, I'll deal with this later, but that's what that Good was. Good move, but it opened the door because it was Microsoft. It did. They used that brand and leveraged that authority and the might behind that and the familiarity with it. For a moment, you trusted it. And then your other in- instincts kicked in and you knew that something didn't sound right. Well, and so with the fraud watch, let's say people are not so computer literate. Um, if somebody's not so computer literate, you have a way that they can sign up and just get telephone calls, as you were saying, or some sort of... In- how do we the sign-ups, that? if you include your home address, there's a quarterly printed uh, newsletter that goes out. You would at least get that, even if you're not uh, online or have a smartphone. Okay. Otherwise, the alerts come via email and on your smartphone. And we're going to sign you up today, by the way, on the air. All right. Right there. I'm in. Form for you. Bring it on. Yeah. You, you joined some... Uh, some nice company of folks uh, in Rhode Island who've signed on with us. We were um, at uh, the International Tennis Hall of Fame Tournament Week, and uh, Fraud Watch was our uh, theme. And um, we had a number of people um, from the tennis world sign up with us uh, for Fraud Watch, and we had a great week down there, again, engaging a lot of volunteers. Uh, it, we, it's an incredible thing to do. We've been working with tennis because the the – USTA marketing line is tennis, a sport for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. 
And so that fits right into the AARP sweet spot in terms of pe- people being active and, and really working hard to, to stay healthy, which is a big part of aging with dignity. Absolutely. One of the biggest parts. Uh, and I would think so. Now, we have only got about a minute and a half left, and I would, I'd love to talk to you for longer. So I think we're going to have to have you back on the show at another time as well. Um, can you leave us with two things that, uh, that our audience should know? Well, the um, AARP webpage is a fountain of information for mm-hmm. anyone. Um, AARP has massive amounts of research that it makes available. It has multiple, multiple programs. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how much you can find there, and you can get lost in there. We, I know we're going to put it on the Waterfire website so that people will be able to find right. it there and can click right through, sign up, get information. I also want to mention, on August 15th, you do this amazing thing for children, and it's you get backpacks and like school backpacks together. We're a sponsor of back-to-school celebration. That is this Saturday. All right, I'm going to have information up on the Waterfire website about that as well. Right. But I'd like to send people to your Facebook page, um, and again, just if you go to the website, as you were saying, Kathleen, a wealth of information. And I fraud watch. Everybody, put your eyes out there. And let's say a big thank you to AARP for helping us out with this issue because you don't want your identity stolen. And let's go to the people who know what they're talking about and who can help. You can right sign either. up online at www.fraudwatchnetwork.com. Org, and I know that'll be on your webpage too. You've got it. All right. John and Kathleen, thank you so much for all that you do for our community. Congratulations on such, you know, with the CARE Act happening today and passing. And um, we'll have you on later. And we'll see you down by the river soon. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, the blood of three. And that's what it's all about from now on for the rest of the show. It's about something called the Fireball. And if you don't know what the Fireball is, you're about to hear all about it from two of our co-chairs. I've got Johnny Chase joining me, and I've got Brooke Lee. And they have been helping put together what's going to be the hottest, hot, 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 you know, hottest event, big fireball event in Providence happening on September 3rd, and it is to benefit Water Fire Providence, but it's also to kick off a building campaign. So, ladies, welcome into the studio. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for coming. I mean, I know that your time is limited because you've been working so hard with a committee of like a hundred different people and designs and everything else like that. Cast of thousands, absolutely. It's a huge committee. I mean, it's it's. I think it's a sort of the A team committee of uh, of Rhode Island. We've got we've got the best and the brightest and the most committed. It's a great great group. It's going to be the place to be, right? I think so. Absolutely. September third, uh, Thursday night. Um, a huge host of uh, of folks and great characters and and a really excellent vibe. I think the whole thing's going to be great. Well, yeah, and I know it's happening in our new building or the building that Water Fires just acquired and. Have you both seen it, um, Johnny and Brooke? You must. Yes, we have. It's it's, it's extraordinary. So it's kind of like a big blank canvas, don't you think? Yeah, at the it's end beautiful. Of the it's a rough space, but there's so much potential. It's just fantastic. It's at Valley Street, so you're new to the neighborhood and. Uh, 
going to have a big influence, I think. Yes, yeah, so September 3rd, as Johnny was just saying, 530. Uh, you know, there, there's different levels of tickets, and there's a lot of kind of like fun behind-the-scenes excitement that's going to go on. Um, but the ticket levels, Johnny, why don't you tell us about those? Excellent. Uh, well, they're individual sponsors. Of course, we'll take... We'll take large sponsors. We'll take in, uh, individual sponsors at $1,000, but you can buy two tickets, um, VIP tickets, $250 each. Patron tickets are 150 And then we have this new thing that we're starting, which is called the Night Owl tickets. And this is really Waterfire's attempt to try to really bring sort of a more youthful group to come in and, and understand what Waterfire is all about and also support the cause and make it affordable. Yeah, and I think a, a great party. I know there's going to be a DJ spinning at that time. Um, but to go back a little bit, when we walk into this building, as I said, it's a blank slate. Now, if you don't know, Brooke, could you explain to everybody who your husband is and what he's been <laughs> doing with our fearless leader, Barnaby Evans? Uh, my husband is Eugene Lee of Trinity and uh, other fame and Broadway and television. Um, he and I have lived in Rhode Island for 48 years and we um, we really consider Rhode Island our home. We're thrilled to participate in this water fire event and um, I mean I think we don't want to ever take water fire for granted you know it's become part of our culture it's a signature event for the community and um, we were so happy to to jump in and, and help out when we were asked. So Eugene and Barnaby have been collaborating on now that's working, a pair right working right, exactly <laughs> <laughs> you're not kidding so they've got this as you said this great raw space and mm -hmm. they have uh they've taken the water and the fire elements and it's going to be a really exciting combination i think it um visually and it's it's just going to be extraordinary I think it will be something to see, and people will really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, It'll be something to remember. I think people are going to walk in and just kind of be a little bit surprised. The wow, the wow factor will will definitely be there. Which is it's actually yeah. perfect that the space has not been renovated. Uh, to come into it raw, to come into it now when this sort of got that sort of the, the patina of what it used to be and how it's then going to evolve into whatever the next thing is. Um, and then it gives you, it does give them both a, a blank canvas. They can both kind of take their artistic creativity and splash paint everywhere and make make fire and make it happen and give it that energy because they don't have to worry about a brand new flooring or a brand new ceiling. It's all, you know, so it's going to have a really great, I think, a great energy for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I know that there's going to be some music in the beginning. I've, I've heard can, uh, there's something about, again, the water, but I hear there's going to, there is a real fireball that's going to there be There is happening, going right? to be. I don't think we should give away all our no. secrets, but you're right. That's a little hint, Bronwyn. Well, very well, very well laid well, out there. You've you got to let people know that's what, right. what they can the, the elements of fire and water are both going to be present. What do they say? Curiosity killed the cat. That gets right. me all the time. <laughs> but we will say it's going to be a very safe environment. We're not going to have open flames. I right. want anyone listening not That's to right. be concerned. Right. We're, we're paying Absolutely. attention to all uh, fire marshal requirements. All and, the rules uh, and regulations. Absolutely. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be able to smell that delicious wood when you arrive because there may be some surprises on the exterior of the building as well. So so I think they thought of everything. I think it's going to yeah. be great. And, and 
I know that the caterer is Russ Morin. Yes, Our, we're so lucky to have him. Yeah, can't wait. So, and he's so creative as well. So now we've got Eugene, we've got Barnaby, we've got. Johnny and Brooke and our incredible committee. And I, I, I do want to do a big shout out to Kibby Riley, one of the best, if not the best, um, event planners in Rhode Island has been working diligently Absolutely. with everybody to put together all these different um, elements. But I know that uh, Russ Morin's got a menu that just looks like it's going to beat the band and he's we're doing, doing things in boats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, if you think about it, Waterfire is always about the senses, right? It's always about the smell of the wood and the music. When, you know, when you're outside and and um, and then seeing the fire. And now we're just adding food right. to the <laughs> equation. We're adding excellent food, so there'll be that uh, that experience as well. I think I think we're going to hit it on all cylinders. Yeah, absolutely. And through Russ's connections, we've been able to include. Uh, we'll have performances by t- from 1031's production of Living Statues. Yes. Several of whom appear at regular water fire events, but we'll have. Uh, I think nine or ten of those folks among us at the party. And they're amazing. They are amazing. They're truly mesmerizing. From their gargoyles to their, I don't know if you've seen, they've got the marble muses that hand out the fortunes. They're incredible. incredible. So it'll be a really kind of nice way to bring, integrate what people see at Waterfire into the building, I think, at the end of the day. I think so, too. And so I want to ask, because I'll start with you, Brooke. I know you lit our fires uh, on August 1st. I did. I could hardly believe that I was given that opportunity. It was just amazing. It was, you know, you get in the boat and you have a captain and the first mate, and it's really a lot like theater. It's very serious behind the scenes. Everyone has their duties. Everyone has their jobs. They were so kind to me and coached me and and were so supportive. And there you are, you know, they ask you, to be serious and and to not be goofy and wave to friends on shore should you see anybody well really you don't you you almost don't need to be reminded to behave yourself because you're in line on the boats and it's dark and Barnaby's given the go ahead and you're you feel like you have a cosmic mission I'm not <laughs> kidding you really do you would no more wave or be goofy than you would jump in the water you know mm-hmm. you f- it's this you just feel so full and it's it's a wonderful feeling so you we pulled into the basin and we lit the torch and and I got to light oh I don't know it felt like dozens but I think it was probably nine or ten braziers because I was the only lighter on our boat mm-hmm. it was just fantastic the sense of um, you know the all the elements the fire and the wood and the water and also the huge community of faces and people that are lining the banks it really takes your breath away and you really feel together with them it's it's a true community experience it was incredible the diversity is amazing and i think absolutely yeah you know, it speaks to Johnny's eugene said when i eugene was not able to to join me doing that but when i when i got home and we were talking about it he said i really haven't seen you this excited about <laughs> anything in in months you mm-hmm. know and it was really true i was i was i got off the water off the boat and i was walking on air it was <laughs> fantastic johnny it sounds like have you have you ever lit- no i haven't done it so uh, i guess i'm I, gonna try to get myself signed up yeah. i think it's time i think yeah. it's time i think, you know? Know? I think your I mean, number's <laughs> up you need to do it yeah. you'll love it and so to come on as a chair of this incredible event what, Johnny, does water fire mean to you? Well, you know, I think 
it's become such a um, iconic symbol of providence. It's in some ways it's really has bring it's one of the things that brings our community together. It's fully democratic. You don't have to be a member of anything. You don't have to know how to do anything. You don't have to you don't have to make a date with anyone. You don't have to turn on a TV. You don't have to spend any money. You get to get outside in the elements. You get to you know, you get to see people that you wouldn't otherwise see. You get to feel a sense of community. And um, I don't know, I think it's very evocative. And I think, as Brooke said, and I think she's right, I mean, I think it's really easy for us to take it for granted. It's been around now for almost 20 years or 20 years. And um, and it's something that people say, oh, you're from Providence. Wait, isn't that where water fire, that water thing? And then, mm-hmm. then you find yourself describing it. And so I think that... Um, you know, I think it's become really symbolic, much greater than than what I think Barnaby possibly ever imagined it could be. And it, well, he, it grows every year, and and I find the same thing. And I've been working for Water Fire for ten years now, but uh, it never ceases to amaze me when I'm traveling. And even we were traveling. I was with my husband. We were traveling to Italy, and we were in Rome, and it was our first night there. And I was like, I'm away from the United States. This is going to be great. I'm up on the rooftop of our hotel, and I run into two of my donors from Water Fire. <laughs> I was like, no. And they're like, we were just talking to these other people about Water Fire. But it does. It spreads. And so when we do an event like the Fireball, and we have all of your backing and, and your help to put something like this together, I think it will help remind the community that Water Fire is not something we happen and then we disappear the next day that we really have we've got plans for the future and we've got plans to do big things for the future especially in this building um and i know we're going to talk to peter mello the managing director of water fire in a second we're going to be taking a break but i I hope you ladies will stay around as well as because we're going to talk about this it's not only a fundraiser but it's really going to introduce our community to our new home and something that's permanent, that's going to be water fire more than just those 12 events that right. we um, think about right. you know, throughout the year. And we, we're going to be able to bring it to people on a more consistent basis, on a different basis. And um, I think we'll talk about that when we get back. It's exciting. So you are listening to AM790, your station for talking business and water fire ignites Rhode Island. And we're talking about the fireball September 3rd. You got to be there. We'll be right back. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And yeah, I love that song. Brett Ferruccio. That's our producer. You're, you're just. You're bringing it on, Brett. Thank you. As we talk about the hottest party in town, I've got Johnny Chase and I've got Brooke Lee, who are uh, two of the event chairs for our big fireball event happening on September 3rd. There's all different levels of tickets, and they've been talking about a little bit about what we're going to see behind the scenes and giving you some teasers because we don't want to tell you everything because we want you to come and show up. But ladies, thank you again for being here and uh, giving us some info on the fireball. Anything else that we want to kind of let people know about? Like, What are you wearing, by the way? Well, we're asking everybody to wear Barnaby Black as we call it. Would you like to explain what that actually means, Brooke? What is (laughs) Barnaby Black, exactly? (laughs) Well, those of us who know Barnaby and who participate in water fire, as I've been fortunate enough to do, know that 
you need to wear black. So that's black. Black is the new black for as this in, party. Not <laughs> as in black tie, just as no, in black No, as in something. black, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any comfortable, celebratory, however you want to go, just make it black. Just like water fire. Exactly. You know, whatever that means to exactly. you. Whatever Barnaby Black means to you, you are welcome to come Family, in. Family, celebratory, the whole gamut, whatever. The other thing, you know, we were just mentioning in the break that uh, we wanted to make sure um, to mention the honorary co-chairs that are, have really stepped up to the plate and have are supporting this cause. Uh, um, Rick Brady uh, has been hugely supportive. Mayor uh, Alorza, uh, Vivian and Alan Hassenfeld, uh, Kathleen and Barry Hittner, Michelle Kwan and Clay Pell, and Peggy and Henry Sharp. Yeah. They, they, without hesitation, just uh, stepped up and, and have supported us financially to really, really kick off the whole process. And, and that's also, we could mention the 75 hosts committee, but uh, that would obviously be too much. But really, this, mm-hmm. the, the community is really rallying around this event, and they see the value, and they see how important it is. And I think it's that, and it's going to be fun. Absolutely. <laughs> lots and lots of fun. We should mention also... Um, we're not only wearing Barnaby black, but we're going to be roasting Mr. Barnaby, and uh, that should be uh, pretty entertaining. Uh, yeah, and so, <laughs> so, so everybody knows, and as Johnny said, there will be no live fire, so yeah. you don't have to worry about walking in right. and seeing Barnaby like kind of being roasted over that's a fire. Right, right, that's right. We're, we're going right. to bring not a, that kind it's of a video roast, roast and uh, I think you know, again, folks were happy to step forward and participate and thrilled to share. Their Barnaby stories over After the years. 20 years, there have got to be some great ones out there. There's a lot there. of stories out there. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully not so all of them will be revealed. Right. But. Yeah. <laughs> but we've called the best ones, I think. Yeah. So, And we are thrilled to have those six um, participants be our honorary co-chairs. We, we couldn't ask for a more generous, uh, community-minded group of, of folks to support us. So we thank them. And we thank them, and we thank you. Uh, again, it's just going to be a, a fabulous event. People can buy tickets um, online, and, and we'll give you more of that information at the end. But I want to bring Peter Mello into the conversation now. Hello, Peter. Hello, Bronwyn. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Peter's our managing director at Waterfire. And, you know, as we mentioned, uh, as we were talking in the beginning about the fireball, this is more than just a fundraiser. We are trying to introduce people to the new phase of our life. And Peter, you've accurately uh, named it. And could you talk a little bit about what it is and what the vision is and what we want to show people? Yeah, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Johnny hit it on the head 20 years. It's uh, We've transformed the city over that period of time using art. Incredible. Uh, but it's the next chapter. And we're going with transitioning from a improvisationally led artist event into a full-blown institution that's going to last for the next 20 years plus. And that's what we're super excited about. And the building is a huge part of that. So, Well, because the building now, I, one, I think a lot of people would have read that we acquired this building. But if you know about acquiring a building that needs to be built out, it also takes a lot of um, investment from people in the community financially, emotionally, and spiritually, and ideas-wise, right? Yeah, we've had so many great partners, and uh, the list keeps growing. The mm-hmm. fundraiser is a, a great way for us to, the fireball is a great way for us to kind of introduce a lot more people to this exciting project. And uh, some of our past partners in this include the city. Uh, we got a grant to help buy the building in the beginning. Uh, state uh, stepped up. Mm-hmm. 
last November, all the voters in uh, Rhode Island on yeah. November 5th voted for the Creative and Cultural Economy yes, Bond. Yes, on and five, right? Yes, on five. Yes. And thank mm-hmm. you very much for for supporting that. Nine organizations, including us, are beneficiaries of that. So it's lots of lots of uh, lots of support behind this project, and uh, it's a super exciting project for us. It's really transformational for us, and it's going to allow us to do so many things that we haven't been able to do previously. And I think the most important thing is it's going to give us a continuous presence in the community. It's not going to just be 12 days a year or 20 days a year where we do water fire. You'll be able to come to a building and experience art there in a different way. It'll be a multi-use, multi-purpose art space. It'll have events and activities and performances and education programs and all kinds of fun stuff. Lot, you've got your work cut out for you. So do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your scissors ready. Guys. I know. <laughs> how I, I great for Waterfire to have a bricks and mortar presence, you know, in addition to their wonderful presence on the river. I think that's what we found, and, and you can tell me what your experience of walking into that building and, and knowing again now that there's going to be a home and that there's going to be a place that's going to have all these possibilities. What what did that make you feel like when you first saw the building? Well, I great. can't possibly imagine how it's all going to come together, but that's yeah. that's what I love. I love a raw space. Yeah. Uh, I certainly love looking and imagining what the potential could be because it is such a big open space with those huge windows and you know it and I also love what this will do for the neighborhood Um, yet another building that's going to be um, retrofitted from one use to another use that always excites me and I think we have a track record in Rhode Island of preserving buildings and and retrofitting them from one thing to the other and and this is the perfect next phase for this building I think and it's thrilling to participate in the beginning on a project like this, it really is. It's, uh, there's no nothing but potential here. Well, that's it, I think. And that's, again, part of this big reason for the fireball is to let everybody's imaginations kind of, you know, I, I want to see what people have to say about the building. I would love to yes. hear. We always love to hear ideas about what right. can happen and what can be done. And again, we're kicking off. I mean, it's, we're kicking off a very large campaign. Doing something like this takes time, it takes money, and it takes investments. And how do you know about something if you don't go see it first? And if you want to see it first, come to a great party and check it out first. Well, it's really Waterfire's open house. You know, we yeah. have a new home. We're excited. Uh, you've supported us on the riverbanks and participated there, and we'd love you to come see our new home. And we don't have to worry about the weather. If it's going right. to rain or not. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. That's a nice change, right? <laughs> exactly. Peter, would you like to add anything I, I just, about the building? The highlight of my day is taking people to the building. I just I I look forward to that, giving people tours of the building. The thing I'm looking forward to is seeing what. Eugene and Barnaby do with that space because it is an awesome space and this party is going to be something you do not want to miss I guarantee you they're gonna the space is gonna rock and the party's gonna rock and thank you Brooke and Johnny for for leading the charge here and we also have a board member Ann Scott who's yeah. uh, on the committee uh, helping co-chair the committee so I uh, just want to thank all of you for all the hard work you've put into this yeah and so everybody don't hesitate. Don't do that normal Rhode Island thing where you buy your tickets two days before the event because you don't want to be sold out. And we want to make sure that, you know, you're at the best party in town. You can get tickets online. Go to 
www.waterfire.org fireball. Again, all different levels, different ways to participate. But buy your tickets now. It's really not that far away, is it, ladies? No, it's just a few weeks. So uh, we hope to see you this weekend down by the riverside. Um, one other thing I need to mention, there's going to be an awesome cocktail called the Fireball happening at the Fireball, thanks to the E&O Tap. And it's all about, you know, smelling and stuff like that and, well, good drinks. So thank you for listening to our show today. Thank you for our guests. See you down by the riverside. Want to be involved in Rhode Island's largest volunteer-supported arts organization? Waterfire Providence has rewarding volunteer opportunities at every Waterfire lighting and throughout the week, every week. Our incredible volunteers make it all happen in a variety of ways, from being on the river to greeting guests and everything in between. There's truly something for everyone. Individuals and groups can get involved today. Email us at volunteer at waterfire.org or call 401-273-9727. 